Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 218. I, of course, am your glorious host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me. It's Matt. I am so happy every two weeks when I get to put myself over and say how great I am. And I also get to say how great my best friend Eric is because he's the beast master of Third Shift. He brings the light. He brings the bears. He brings the light bears. He, he does all the things. Look, at if you guys could only see him now, he's bringing the magic. He's there with me, and we're going to start the show like we do every single week. Well, every other week, I say this, but every single week, we start with what we've been doing this week. My friend Eric, what have you been doing this week? Well, you know, what's that saying? Everyone always says on the podcast, you know, time's a flat circle. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know if I beat 13 Sentinels last week or if I beat it from last week to this week. I want to say I beat it last week and told you guys I beat it last week. That's what I want to say. I feel like that's not right, though. No? I feel like you beat it over the weekend and sent me a text and was like, hey, idiot, you got to make sure you get that game. Okay. I feel like that's right. Okay, perfect. So there you go, everybody. 13 Sentinels has been beaten. Now, the downside is they added a whole extra area, made it more difficult. And Well, and when I say made it more difficult, that extra area is really cool, really difficult, crazy scenarios. So getting the S-Ranks on those is going to be super challenging. Of course, I want to get all the S-Ranks so I can get the trophy that gives all the S-Ranks I need. You need 30 of them, and I have 20 of them. So I need 10 more S-Ranks to get that trophy. And then, of course, they also give you uh, some cool things, uh, little lore bits and whatnot you need for another trophy, etc., etc. Three trophies later, I'll have a platinum. And I feel like I need to get that platinum because that's a platinum not a lot of people are going to have because as amazing that game is, not a lot of people are going to play that game. It's like a niche kind of title, you know what I mean? So I feel like if I have the Platinum sitting there with that one, it's kind of special. So I'm good to get it, but right now I played it a bunch. I had a great time with it. I smashed through it, and I'm like, all right, I got to move on. So I started playing Final Fantasy VII, everybody. Got back into it, working my way through it. As I already said, y'all go, hey, go over to Patreon, throw three bucks at us, and you'll hear all about what I'm talking about with that FF7 remake. I'm not going to sit here and tell you all about it because those who love us just love us with all their hearts. They know where I'm at and what I feel about it. So let it just be said, I've been playing that and having a good time. And on top of it all, playing some Ghost of Tsushima, not as much as I'd like. I'd love to keep playing a lot more of that so we can get our, our raid on, get our final gear built up. It just doesn't work out. It's a pain in the butt, you know, get, trying to get together and do anything because of all of our schedules are vastly different at this point in time. So I feel like Friday night, Saturday night's kind of like the only nights to do it. Saturday night's Buddy Matt's usually busy doing his own thing. Friday night's is our traditional only us. We play our games and hang out and have a couple beers. And so it's like, well, that kind of screws everything up. So playing with everybody all together, I don't know. We'll have to figure something out. I don't know. But we got to figure something out because that game is great. And I'm getting great gear. And I'm gearing up. And I'm ready to do that raid. And I heard that it is amazing. It's an amazing finale to this whole little DLC we got. And I want to see it. And I want to experience it for myself. So, of course, with all that being said, those are the games I've been playing. If I've been playing anything else, meh. It's not like something I've been playing a ton of. Of course, you guys know the Borderlands. A little bit of probably Destiny here and there. A little bit of Overwatch. But not real serious on those right now. Just a lot of stuff taking up my time. World of Warcraft, you know how it goes. 
So what about you, Mr. Matt? And of course, before I throw it to you, sorry, real life, I didn't say anything because there's really nothing going on. COVID spreading, the world's dying. You guys know how it goes. That's what's been happening. That's what we've been experiencing. But I'm alive and well, spreading the good cheer to all you little boys and girls. <laughs> and while I'm spreading that cheer, Matt's going to tell us how his week was. Well, my week was pretty much the same in the real life part. Like, I don't even know what's been going on. It's just been a week and just put your head down, just get through the week. And we're almost through the week right now. But in the video game front, playing Ghost of Tsushima, all the things you just said are all the things I do and want to do and want to keep doing. I want to play that. It's one of those games I want to play all the time, but every run of survival is like 40 minutes. So again, I can only do like one or two a night, even if I just wanted to just play it all, just all the time. So I feel like, I don't want to sound like negative, but like it's such a, not a grind because it's fun, but it takes up so much time. I want it to be like shorter chunks. Uh-huh. I, want, I want us to be, I want to get on a team and be way better and clear those waves a lot faster yeah. and get it down to like 20 minute runs because mm-hmm. that would feel really good. Because you are right. It's like 40 minutes every time we do one. Mm-hmm. And while they're fun and great, yeah, by the end of two, you're like, oh, that's half the night. Mm-hmm. I mean, we barely just got started. We only did two games together yeah. and half the night's over. And then I start to feel like anxious and weird because I'm like, no, it can't, we can't, no, it can't be over. We haven't done anything. Oh, no. You get that and it's like, oh, I want to play something something fast. Like it has like two minute rounds. I want to speed gaming, speed mm-hmm. gaming. And then it's, but you're in the mood of the long game. It doesn't work out. Anyway, no, that game's amazing. I want to play more of it. I want to do that raid with all of our buddies. I want to play it more with all of us together. So we're going to figure that out. Next games on the list, Animal Crossing New Horizons and Rogue Legacy. I actually have two stories about those games, but I'm going to do like Eric does and say, you got to subscribe to the Patreon if you want to hear my stories about them. I actually had a story about Animal Crossing. Usually I just go, oh, whatever, villagers do stuff. I had a good story on that one. Rogue Legacy, another good story about how I play that game totally wrong. Check out the Patreon if you're interested in that. Also been playing Hades a little bit. Got my second escape. I've only played it like two times since my first escape, so it's not like I've been playing like for two weeks and oh my god, it took me this long to do it. That game's amazing. That game's fun. Another game I got back into a little bit over this past week, Dicey Dungeons. I had my PC booted up for some reason. I booted up Steam and I was like, man, what am I going to do? Oh, I remember why I booted up Steam. It's so I could get Grandia 1 and 2 on Steam. Cause they oh were- my gosh. They weren't on sale, but I was watching like so, retrospective videos of it. They're so good. Those are great RPGs. And I mean, I've played Grandia 3, so I know the uh-huh. system is 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 that amazing. And I've always heard that those two are awesome too. And I was watching it and I was like, yeah, I need to just get it. And then I could play them whenever. So booted up to get those two. Haven't touched them yet, but I was sitting there waiting for the download. And I went, what's, what's in my favorites here? What's this? Oh yeah, Dicey Dungeons. I need to do a couple more runs of that. Man, that game is so much fun. I love the graphics. I love the style of that game. I love the humor of that game. I did another run through as the thief with a new twist on it where it was you steal items from your opponents, but in this run you steal them for keeps. Like you can you put points in and then you can steal one of their equipment after each battle. And I stole like a free spell from a wizard and then I upgraded the blacksmith and then nothing could touch me the whole rest of the run. I was like, God damn, why can't this be the way it always is, but it was so good to just, I love the runs in that game, but sometimes you get far and then just get totally annihilated by bad rolls. This ensured that I could not, that could not happen to me. I just destroyed everybody. I rolled through everything. I destroyed the boss at the end. Felt good. Felt amazing. So going from that high 
I also downloaded Spelunky 2, and I die horribly all the time in that game. It's it's weird because I love rogue lights, but this is a rogue like where it's literally just you go in and that's it. And it's a lot of fun, but it's also super duper hard. I've made it through like four stages so far and then found a boss and I had no idea what I was doing and instantly died and I never got back to him all the rest of that night. So it's weird, it's punishing and it's brutal and sometimes I die because you can get like totally ragdolled all around that room by enemies or traps or whatever. Sometimes I die and go, what a bunch of crap. But then I immediately go, yeah, quick restart. Uh Yeah, we're going again. We're going to do it. And just just keep pushing and just banging your head against that wall. For some reason, it feels good. So I'm liking that. I'm liking Dicey Dungeons. I'm liking Hades. I'm liking Rogue Legacy, Animal Crossing, Ghost of Tsushima. It's a great time to be alive, Eric. It's a great time with all these amazing games. And I hear you got another amazing game coming up for us in your release this week, too, right? Well, you want to talk about a great time to be alive. These poor sons of bitches aren't having a great time being alive, okay? <laughs> because Supermassive and Bandai Namco have come out with another dark pictures anthology game called Little Hope. And it's about these five poor souls that go ahead and go into a Silent Hill-like town. You know, they go in and the mists come up and they can't get out. And all of a sudden these apparitions are grabbing at them and flashing them back to the time of the witch trials. And they figure out that these characters are similar looking to them. And they got to kind of unravel what's going on. What, what's go, why are they stuck here? What's the mysteries? And of course, if you don't know, in these, in these games, it's third person. You'll take over the controls of all the said characters at different points in times. And you're going to make all these different decisions and make these quick time events. And based off these, your characters will live or die. All characters can live. All characters can die. So no one is safe. And in between all the big beats, it backs out to the narrator. Whom is like telling you the story. So he's having you finish the story for him while he kind of narrates, gives you hints, and just messes with you in general. It's really fun. It's really cool. And they've already done, of course, Until Dawn and The Man of Badan. Uh, I've played Until Dawn all the way through a couple times. That was a great game. I didn't play the second one. This one I had, I was, I had a little more hope for. <laughs> little hope, little hope for, you know what I mean? No, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Because Man of Badan, I heard, was not like, uh, like super great. And I, I can't verify nor say it was or wasn't. I didn't watch any playthroughs. I didn't play it. But this one's kind of getting better scores. They're saying, hey, this one's, you know, more along the lines of Until Dawn, but still not quite up to the peaks that Until Dawn had. So they're on the right track. All right. And if you got yourself a PC, you got an Xbox One, or you got your PS4, you're going to be able to play it. I'm totally interested. It's fun to sit down sometimes and just take a game where you just mosey about, and of course, when you're controlling it, it's like a point-and-click kind of adventure. You just look at the thing and with your little arrow, and you click where you want to walk to, and then you click on the different artifacts and things in the environment to interact with them, it's like opening windows, opening doors, that kind of thing. And then when the quick-time events come up, it'll be in the corner, and it'll be like, oh, say this or say that, or uh, quickly tap this button to escape a, a grab, or this, you know, and all of those, like I said, will influence whether or not you live or die. And the game remembers all this, and all the way through, you get different interactions. And like I said, if the person goes away, well, you're going to miss out on everything you would have done with said person, and you're going to get multiple endings. So the replayability is pretty high, and the story is always fun. Because, like I said, it takes place back in, well, it's current day, but the storyline's back in when the witch trials, and people were just accusing everybody of being witches, and there was all sorts of foul play going on. And you're there trying to solve the case of why these people look like you from the past, and, of course, this whole witch trial, why was this lady blamed for being a witch? Was she actually one, or was the person that blamed her a witch? You know, what's going on? 
So it's a cool mystery. Lots of spooky things going on. Lots of you know jump scares and actual monsters coming out to get you, and a lot of decisions to be made that make you all nervous because if you make the wrong decision, you might be dead. Really neat, really fun. I recommend everybody go check it out. And of course, with that being said, what you got, man? What you got? Come on, I see you poking chick 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 over there. Now you you had a game about people in a horrible situation. I got the exact same thing. I got Yuppie Psycho Executive Edition, which dropped for PC and Switch. I think it was last week, actually. And this is a 2D survival horror kind of comedy adventure game developed by Baroque Decay, published by another indie. You basically play the character of like a salary man. And in this society that they live in, he's like the lowest rung. He's He's got like no education. He's got no skills, but he gets randomly like a mysterious letter that's saying, hey, you've been accepted for a job at this big corporation that you totally are unqualified for. So he puts on a suit and tie, first time ever wearing something like that, goes to work, and he finds out that in this big corporation, his job is to kill this witch that has somehow taken over the building. Like you go in and it's, you know, hey, normal people waiting for their interviews and stuff. Then you go in and then there's blood everywhere, big things scrawled, kill the witch. And it's, you basically take the job of this witch hunter and you have to go through the building trying to find her and then finding all these other horrific, horrible situations that are going on in this building. Like there's a wall that's got like a a giant mouth that's eating people and like naked people are worshiping this giant wall thing. But then also you have situations where it's kind of like, it's kind of like is if office space was merged with like this horrible, like disgusting horror reality. So you have moments of levity with your actual coworkers because you actually can't let on that you're a witch hunter either. So you have to play as this, you know, dumb, jokey office guy. And so you'll have fun with your coworkers. And then as you explore the halls, you find the twisted, disgusting, horrific things that are going on in the building. So like I said, it's it's more of an adventure game. It's got those adventure game puzzles. You're kind of wandering around, picking up pieces and items to use over here. You're, you, but you are also picking up health items. And like to save your game, you have to get witch paper and use them at the photocopiers. You photocopy your soul. So it's got a little bit of that old Resident Evil with the typewriters and the ribbons type thing going on. But as far as I know, there's no combat in this game. It's kind of a, a walk around and investigate adventure type game. I will say the graphics here are what really, really hooked me into this, and I'm probably going to have to get it because the character portraits are really awesome anime pixel art style. They look really sharp, really nice. A lot of the cutscenes go into that style too, but the everyday graphics of you walking around, it's kind of like if you took Beat Cop with those elongated pixels and like you pinched to zoom on those characters and they blew up a little bit. Everybody's got these little waggly arms and wiggly feet. It's, I thought it, you didn't like the waggly arms and wiggly feet. I don't like I waggly said- arms on a normal human. <laughs> on a little pixel man, it's great. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just this really charming pixel art style for the, the in-game characters as you're going through this horrible stuff. And that's that's kind of how that horror kind of juxtaposes really well. You're this goofy character in a suit with your little briefcase and you turn the corner and like some guy's on the ground with his head ripped off by some kind of monster. So if you're in the mood for some fun and some horror at the same time, definitely check out Yuppie Psycho Executive Edition. I'm going to be checking it out too. I'm going to be having like a, a, a disgusting and yet fun time. And anybody who's interested in either of those things, man, check it out. It looks great. I'm going to be picking it up probably for the PC, maybe for the Switch. I don't, I don't know. Having a having a horrific time at work. Wait, actually, that doesn't sound very good. Never mind. I do that enough already. <laughs> don't do it, man. Don't do it. Stay cool. Stay calm. Stay collected. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Everything's great. 
you know, popped heads. That's just a normal day at work. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got to change the subject <laughs> on that. <laughs> we got to keep rolling on into the gearbox section of the show in which I tell you that we got shift codes for Golden Keys and Borderlands 2. So hit up the Twitter, the Red, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Get yourself some free loot at a fantastic game. And hey, oh, also, I didn't put it in the show notes, the Commander Lilith DLC is out now on the Switch, and it's out for free for a limited time. So while you pop in your Switch with your handsome collection, your, your Borderlands Ultimate Collection thing on your Switch, and you're booting up Borderlands 2 to download this, get the shift codes, get yourself some free loot in a fantastic game, like I always say. Now... I put those in the show notes, and they must have disappeared. Pulled a little magic on me, I suppose, because I popped those into the show notes, saying that you get that Commander Lilith DLC for free, of course, if you have that Legendary Edition or the Handsome Jack Collision on the Switch until December 3rd. And I was like, dang, man, wish I had gotten those for the Switch, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then I went, well, Eric, you already have it because you bought it. So it doesn't really matter, does it? No, yeah. okay, all right, never mind, never mind. But very cool for those individuals that have it on the Switch. Now they get to experience all the really cool stuff free of charge and have a good time with it. And, of course, while they're having a good time, Gearbox said, we want you all to have a good time sooner. And I'm like, what you mean, Gearbox? What you talking about? And they said, hey, guess what? Season Pass 2 and the Designer DLC, it's all coming at you. Instead of the 10th, it's coming the 9th. Bam, everybody. A day early, you get in on the action. And you're like, why would you do that, Gearbox? And I can tell you why they're going to do that. They're going to do that because they don't want to deal with double trouble come launch day when they have to have the upgraded versions of their game ready to rock and roll. And, of course, having the designer cuts, etc., all rocking and rolling at the same moment. Uh Uh-uh. They're going to have the one the day before. So if there's any crazy bugs or any kind of flare-ups, they can fix it that day. And then the next day, when everybody's going, time to play my poor lads on the PS5. Woo! If there's any bugs or fixes, then they can concentrate on that instead of two things at once. So I appreciate it, Gearbox, but I know what you're really doing. I know what you're doing over there. Well, see, actually, they get to roll it out in three little waves. Because you do this on the 9th for all of us current-gen scrubs who don't get the hot new stuff. You roll it out on the 10th for the Xbox people. They roll it true. out on the 12th, on the 12th for the PS5 the people. PS5. So you got you got a three-day maximum window. So guaranteed, there will be no hot fixes for Borderlands 3 that week. They'll be so busy doing all this stuff, rolling it out to three different areas and avenues and consoles. And why not? If you can't get your hands on the next-gen system, it's nice to get a little day early and just... Be rolling through one extra day and having fun with that new skill tree and everything. Mm-hmm. Indeed it is. And, of course, if you're rolling through that and you got your hands on a brand new system, we're recommending, we've been telling you all, you need to be checking out some Godfall. And before you get these systems, before you go play Godfall, my name is Bife. Got the old hookup. The boys over there at Gearbox or the boys at Counterplay, boys and girls, excuse me, sorry, went, hey, we want you to do a cool little lore segment on our game because we know you're over there in the Destiny community busting out videos that everybody loves and adores about lore. It's your, it's your whole shtick. And he said, this sounds fantastic. So he did a four-part lore series over there telling you everything you need to know from the creation all the way up till the game actually begins. And I'm not going to go through the whole history. I could because I've watched all four. But I will break it down real quick. All right? Big time old god... She wants companionship. She wants her children. So she creates her children. These are the gods. They take the shape of all those really cool Valorian plates you see in the game. They have all the different essences. Courage, fear, etc., etc., etc. 
Okay, so those guys and gals, they they start to exist, and they're like, da-da-da, well, we want to create something. We want to be cool. Now, mind you, the oldest god, the original god, sacrificed herself to create her children, so now she lives on in this essence form now, this energy, which comes into play later on. After that, of course, the undergods now create their own things, the Valorians. This is what you are. You're the Valorian. So they create the Valorians. The Valorians start to rule over the earth. This, you know, this whole thing. And then they're like, yeah, we're so cool. And so then the gods get bored again and they start creating like offshoots of the Valorians to kind of compete with the Valorians and just to meddle and mince and mess around. But the Valorians were created of all the gods while the lesser races were all created from a singular god. So they start to inhabit all the different levels. The Valorians say, we're so cool and we don't like what the gods do anymore. So they go and they start killing all the gods. But you can't kill gods, but they return to their essence, and then their physical forms go away. They didn't just do it maliciously, but whatever. doesn't matter. Go listen to the story if you want to know why they really did it. I'm just telling you that's what they did. Eventually, the Vlorians go, yeah, we love to kill and murder. So they kill and murder all the other races. And and then the one of them's like, this is crazy. What are we doing? And it's like, wow, this is so much fun. And then they fight. Wow. And then the one wins and the other loses. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I'm a loser, but I'm not going to be a loser forever. And then you start your adventure. Sounds about a, right. That was a horrible recap, Eric. Oh, come on, man. That was oh, awful. Come on. So I'm going to, no. I'm going to suggest everybody <laughs> ignore all that that Eric just said. Go to, hey, go, go see my name. Go is see Bart. the real one. Get okay. it provided. Get it. Does he do it better? I'm 100% sure he does. I did not watch any of those because I don't want any backstory. I want to go into the game mostly blind, just saying, hey, you're going to fight Macross and his lieutenants and all that jazz, and it's going to have a fun time. You're going to find out the lore as you go. So if you no, don't want to find never out the read, lore as you go. You're never going to read those lore bits, man. Don't I always read me. bits. I don't you're read the whole codex, but bits. I read the bits. I love bits you're gonna and be, pieces. You're going to be drunk, and your eyes are going to be like wavering, and you're going to be like, we got a lore bit. That's the man jumped and he did things. God said, what happened? Oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, well, whatever, dude. <laughs> that's exactly going to be it. And that's how I want it to stay. If you don't want it to stay that way, check out My Name is Bife. He's telling you all the lore stuff. And if you don't want to know all the lore stuff, but you want to know more about Godfall, check out the Godfall celebration that happened today as we're recording this over at twitch.tv slash gearboxofficial. If you didn't watch it live like I didn't because I was at work, Go ahead and watch the replay because it's fantastic. They had Keith Lee, they had Dick Hain, they had Eric's, and my name is Bife. They showed the launch trailer, the gameplay reveal, they did a Q&A. Where do you want to start with this, Eric? Oh, my God. Let's just say launch trailer, really cool, a lot of fun. Not much there that was anything new or anything bananas for us. Yeah. So overall, it was neat, but seen it, understood it, was ready to rock and roll. I feel like for me, the launch trailer was like, it was like a cu- really cut down version of stuff we'd already seen so i felt like they needed the launch trailer to be that big long piece of it that we saw like i felt like whiplash going through it a little bit and i was like i don't know i think people would respond better to the big long story not like a huge thing but you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i agree with that the first bit of news i think that really started to like get me going and, and and excited about everything was when they got into some of the meat and potatoes was when they were starting to talk about like when you're playing with other players, uh, is the loot going to be shared or is it all on your own? Well, the answer to that, it's all yours. So much like you can pick in like Borderlands mm-hmm. and this, it's always the, what loot you see is yours to get and yours alone, which I, I really like. I don't, I mean, I do have fun sometimes, you know, when it was shared loot and we'd sit there and we'd argue right, over right, who yeah, needs yeah. it or who should get it. But all in all, I love just picking up the loot and going, this is mine. This is what I got. Oh, goody, goody, goody. 
Well, one thing I didn't hear them ask, Matt, was whether or not when you do this, can you share your loot with someone in the party? Right. So, like, if I pick up the axe of Moholima or whatever, and you really love those axes, I could, since you're in my party, I could share it with you. Most co-op games do that. Right. But they didn't ask that question, so I don't know, and there was no answer. I feel like that's something that you have to do if you're going to have co-op and you're going to have loot. It's going to work that way. Like, oh, I picked up this really cool crit saber. I'm going to drop it for you because I know you're running crit build and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it has to be there. But speaking on the loot, one thing that I really kind of appreciated from what I was looking at from the gameplay they showed was I liked that the loot came out and exploded everywhere. And you saw little bits and pieces of blues and purples and greens and oranges and all that stuff. What I liked was it didn't have the pop-up saying, this is the Lance of Longinus. This is the... The, the twin blades of Bocephus, you just ran over the stuff and you picked it up. Mm-hmm. I, w- I will really appreciate that it's not, you know, we're going to kill a boss, we're going to sweep up the loot, but we're not just going to stand there looking at the floor going, all right, that, that no, that one's kind of junk. What, what's this? Uh, I don't know. What's this? I don't know. Hang on. Let me, mm, hang on. Let me look. I don't yeah. know if I even want to pick it up. The inventory is pretty full. I appreciate that it's not going to be that because i don't know why it is but when i saw them just the loot exploded they picked it up and it didn't there weren't the pop-ups with all the numbers up and and ups and Mm -hmm. downs i like that that wasn't there well and what was really cool about it too was what was there was when you picked it up ran over it it started to show you in the side as you picked them up like little uh images of and then the name for what it was so it was like oh the cathedral gauntlets and then this the withering arm plates and so you, you got a gist of what you picked up as you're still running. Right. But like you said, gameplay just kept snapping and popping. You kept moving and moving. So that was really cool. I enjoyed that. And then they were showcasing you switching between your Valor plates. And I got a little confused because I'm like, all right, I totally understand this. You go back to your your, uh, your hub and then you get to you know change out your Valor plates, try different builds, which we'll talk about here some more. But what was weird was they show early on that you're, you're obviously Macross's buddy as it. Aaron, Oron, I always get that name, Aaron, whatever, something like that. You know, guys know, I, I don't know, names are just too difficult. The only reason I know Macross is because Macross was a, a buddy's character that he created when we were like the third grade for a story we were going to do. So it's super weird that Macross is actually now a real character in a game that's successful, whereas it was just some made up character we did like when we were in third grade. So it's pretty fun. And Macross is basically Macross, which is a legendary anime from way back in the 80s. So that's that's mm-hmm. how I think of it. Gotcha. So we got all these different levels of where we're getting it from. And it's a Remedy Feist character too, So just so if anybody doesn't know. So lots of places. Anywho's, it seems like you're him. So when you do co-op stuff, that's kind of confusing because obviously yet. you're all going to be the same character. And then it's more confusing because in one, sh- one scene it shows – him talking to like other Valorians and they're like, we're on your side, which, okay, that was cool, but they didn't elaborate. They didn't talk about it at all. Like, okay, so do you have a team of Valorians now? So like if I change to the, the moth set, well, that's a female. Does, does Aaron just turn into a female or are you assuming the role of whatever the female is that's going to help you on your quest? Right. And then same thing, like there's that rhino one. He turned in this giant bulky Hulk smash thing. Is that him just transforming into a Hulk smash thing? Or is it some Valorian that's helping you? So you're actually taking the role of that particular Valorian. It doesn't, they don't specify or talk about it at all. 
and it's not that big of a deal. I was gonna say it's not that deep, that, dude. You don't gotta worry yeah, it, about that. No, it bugs me. I don't like it. I'm just like, well, what's the deal? Is this dude some kind of like weird kind of like morphing creature, and he can just change shape into whatever he wants to fit the plate, or is it lots of different Valorians helping him out, and you're just taking the, you know, over one of them characters? Well, see, that's what I'm, I was thinking is maybe the Valorians aren't even physical beings anymore. Mm-hmm. Gods went back to their essences. The old god went back to the essence. Maybe now that you've been defeated, you are just the essence of this character. So as you inhabit the different Valor Plates, you just fill out what the Valor Plate is. Your essence fills that, and you're basically performing the role of that whatever legendary. Whatever that particular Valor Plate was, yeah. or God was, or whatever. You know, maybe that's the case. I don't know, but I want to know. And they didn't say it. That's what I'm getting at. I'm like, y'all going to drop all this other lore on us. You're going to drop all these nuggets, and you're still going to leave, like, what, what's going on with you changing up your, your roles and sexes, et cetera, and just not even say what's going on. That's kind of strange, man. It's not that deep, Eric. It's not that deep. <laughs> Don't tell me what's real and what's not real, man. I can decide for myself. <laughs> uh, but speaking of deep, I had to skip about the first – third of the Q&A session. I talked to Eric about this off air, but they went super deep into lore stuff. Bife was asking all kinds of questions. What about the story implications of when this race was mixed with this and does all this? So if you really want to know that lore stuff, if you watched all his videos, definitely check out that first part of the Q&A because that's there too. Me, I like to go in with a totally blank screen and just experience the stuff as it is. So I had to skip that. But what that took me straight into was a question about Endgame. And the two endgame things they discussed got me super hyped and super excited because they were talking about the Dreamstones, which is basically like alternate reality or ideal reality versions of situations and characters that went on from this other character's mind. That's the lore thing. I don't need to know how it works. I don't need to know who the character is. Whatever. But they were saying how the Dreamstones are basically kind of like roguelike situations where you go in, you'll have like random roles of here's this old boss that you fought, but now he's got new abilities or he's in this new area or he's got this new situation going on around him and you're playing different rounds. That's the word they were using. Mm-hmm. Different yeah, rounds. So you go through like six different rounds or whatever. And then you beat that Dreamstone and then the next level of Dreamstones open up. So I love stuff like that where it's, I wouldn't say I always like random stuff all the time, but I like roguelikes. I like roguelites procedural generation, random rolls of stuff. So it's not just you and me playing through the exact same content over and over and over and over. Now, maybe this boss is in the water realm and this boss that's normally in the water realm is in this earth realm dream stone that we rolled and he's getting, you know, he's got this Lieutenant with him or these enemies that aren't normally with those characters. Now he's got this new ability. I love stuff like that. As soon as they started talking about dream stones and then even further into that ascended tower of trials, which you'll get to in a little bit, I got super excited because those are the kind of things I love. That will keep me coming back because it's it's random. It's you got chances of different things and just rolling different ways of playing and different content. I love it. Well, and of course, with the Dreamstones, because mind you, I want to uh, just briefly mention before we get to that, before you even get to the Dreamstones, which you're talking about those bosses, each boss has a Dreamstone. You capture the Dreamstone, you beat the boss later on. That becomes an item because you got to do those Dreamstones, which I'll get to. But there's also the mid-level bosses. And uh, Keith was super stoked and excited to say and talk about how all of them have their own little sets of skills and abilities and things they do and how unique and cool they were. So on top of your main bosses, which are always really fun and cool, you're going to get, I think he said 10 or so mid-level bosses as well throughout the game to encounter and have a good time with. So I enjoyed that particular nugget of information. I can't remember... I can't remember if he said those would be in the Dreamstones. 
I think he did, but I can't remember for sure at this point. I feel like he did, but even if he didn't, why wouldn't they be in there too? I mean, mm-hmm. they have to be in there. Yeah, you got to go through multiple waves before you encounter the the boss boss. So why not throw in your mid-level bosses in those waves mm-hmm. as well to make it even more fun and juicy and unique? And like you said, you get nine to start, which gets you through the act one, as uh, uh, Hines was saying, which is really cool. And he says through that, you're going to get all sorts of unique gear, which is going to build you up to be able to then accomplish the next nine rounds after the first nine. You'll get through all those. You'll beat it. And then it's going to open up act two, which is what they were calling it. You'll get these other keystones, and then you keep climbing all the way to the top. And at the same time, as Matt already said, the Ascended Tower of Trials opens up, in which case you go to those realms, the Water Realm, Earth Realm, all the realms, again, but now it's like ultra crazy and dynamic and weird and cool. And you get special gear in the Ascended Realms, which you only get there, which of course will allow you to make your character godlike. This is where you'll finally fill it out to get all the top tier best best in slot gear and become a true badass whom can rival the gods. And what I loved about the Ascended Tower Trials was they said this is like infinite scaling, not just difficulty, but each level you go up, you also get additional boons and benefits and buffs for your character. So while the enemies and stuff are rolling crazy multipliers and, you know, getting tougher and tougher, so too are you. So it's like iron sharpening iron as you go further up and further up. So it's not just you go in as just you and that's it and you go as long as you can. You do go as long as you can, but you're also powering up and and becoming even more badass at the same time. That that I really, really love. So it's not just like, well, I'm taking my preset character and that's all it is and I'm, I made it up five this time. Now, it's, I made it up five, but I also got this cool thing, this cool buff mm-hmm. this one time. And, oh, man, next time I can't wait to see what I'm going to get. Maybe I'm going to break through and see level six. What am I going to get then? That's another thing that's going to keep me coming back for Endgame, man. And then, of course, like you said, while you're going through these realms, as in those, same in the Dreamstones, each wave cleared gets you some gear, gets you some loot, mm-hmm. which, of course, can make you a little bit stronger, make you a little bit more powerful, let you last a little bit longer. Same with the Ascended. Every time you go up, you're getting more and more loot, more and more loot, which makes you stronger, makes you more powerful. So like you said, when you get to the you die and come back around, you're starting at even more of an advantage. Mm-hmm. And then you keep going higher and higher, taking me higher. That's as far as I can go because I want to get copyright. No copyright claim. No, no. Can't no. do it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So that that was something I was happy to hear because I hate it when they're like, ooh, you got to clear six waves, and then that's when you'll get your loot. Yeah. And then you get to wave five and you die, and there goes 40 minutes for nothing. Mm-hmm. For nothing. Like I've, we've said a million times, I'm old. I don't have time. I don't have time. Yeah. You want to waste 40 minutes of my life and I don't get any loot or anything to walk away with? I'm out. I'm yeah. bouncing. I'm going to drop the dime and I'm taking off. So them saying, no, we're going to reward you for every clear, every wave. I went, okay, I'm cool with that. I like that. That makes me feel good. So even if I fail, I can come away with a piece or two that upgrades me, gives me a better shot. 100% agree with all that stuff you just said. Anything else from this Q&A that pops you? Because I think those are the end game stuff was what really got me excited and got me hyped. Anything else for you? Just something we mentioned before I just want to reiterate was that the skill tree looking really good, looking really nice, and the fact that it's, Across all of your Valor plates, 
yeah. was really cool too. So you don't have to sit there and just redo it every time you put on a new valor plate. But you can. They said they wanted to make sure it was a playground. Everything you get is just a click of the button and you can reset it and respec everything. So that way you can try new builds and have a lot of fun with it and not be penalized for doing so. I was I was totally excited about that because I am the type who sometimes goes from like an AoE crazy damage to like a pet build to like just a super, you know, crit damage build. You know, I, I do like to kind of bounce it up every now and again and I hate it when games are like, oh, that'll be 17,000 gil or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'll just stay what I am. Screw it. I'm the exact same way. I build my character in Borderlands. It's like, oh, you can respec everything for all this big money. Nah, I'm... I'm fine. I'm fine like I am. Since we've seen the skill tree and the cool modifiers that go down, as you level up each version of the little skill, I feel like that's going to encourage me to do that even more and more because every single one of these skills is going to have some cool ability on level three or four or five or six that I'm going to want to get to and at least play with at least once, unless it's just something that I have no interest in, like revive Eric faster, whatever. I'll I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah. <laughs> Support. Blah. Do I want to help Matt be better? No, I don't. No. I just, don't at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do damage. I'll live forever. That's how it works. That's how it's going to work. That's how we do it. Exactly. That's how we roll. But you guys can roll however you want to because this game's going to give you all the options from the sounds of it. We haven't touched it. We haven't played it. Mm-hmm. But from what we hear, it's looking pretty damn solid. And speaking of looking solid, I got one last bit to talk about with this Godfall celebration and especially the Q&A segment because they had four people on screen all the time with their cameras on their faces. And when someone would take over the conversation, they'd make the other guy smaller and blow the one dude up. Like his whole camera feed, his whole little rectangle that I'm in right Mm -hmm. now on your screen, it became bigger. And then they would talk and then they would switch to someone else and then that person would get bigger. And the other That's three would get cool, minimized. You know what they didn't do? They didn't like super zoom in on one, on poor Keith Lee's face. So his whole, just like his, just his face filled the whole screen and he went, we've perfected the gameplay loop. They didn't do that. Borderlands show, you need to take notice of how it's goddamn done. This is how you do it. Don't do what you did last time, Borderlands show. Don't do it again. Don't do it. Never again. I can't, I can't, I can't deal with it. I don't want to see the funny faces. Giant faces. I don't like the funny faces. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. The old old face scares me. (laughs) Goodness. And you know what else I can't do, Matt? What's that? I can't abide by what Sony PlayStation has decided to do. I can't. (laughs) I've got to state my piece real fast before this show ends. If you don't know, folks, Sony has decided in their super genius minds that they're not going to let any retailers have their console in store at launch. They're going to online only everything through the end of the year, if I read that right. So any chance of a regular schmuckatelli getting a console is gone. You now got to go online at a, at, and let me, this is the best part, at a specified date and time, the launch date, obviously, and then order one of the launch date, re, you know, consoles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. This worked out so well, Sony, for you last time, didn't it? Well, tomorrow we're going to launch our, our consoles for you to pre-order. 10 minutes later, uh, they went up. Oh God. What happened? And then they were gone. Yeah, I've got all the faith in you, Sony. All the faith that you're going to do this right. And even if you do it right, now the entire world, every scalper, every little nasty little scumbag in the world, 
knows that this ticket item, this this hot little banana is going to be it. What every child and grown adult wants for Christmas. So you know what they're going to do? They're going to be waiting like the vultures they are to buy 70 of them. And every stinking little streamer and PC guru and goofball out there, they're all going to be out there doing the same thing. Even though they already got seven of them the last time, they're going to want seven more so they can give them away in their giveaways and get their, their ratings and their views up, etc. And I'm going to be in there fighting with them all. Trying to get one just so I can play the damn games. Okay? Now, you're right to some degree. Now, I <laughs> I have thoughts on this too. But but the deal is the, the consoles will actually be at the store, but you can only purchase it online and then go, go do a pickup in-store. So online Jones Schmuckatelli is not going to be picking up your local Target's PS5s because he can't come pick them up well yes the stores are only getting so many just like they would at launch so if target was going to get eight they're going to get eight yeah however they will this they'll still do it the same way you always do it when you online order ship to house or go pick up that's that's how it's always operated that's how best buy did it i could have had it shipped to the house but i don't trust in shipping the house because it always fails so i i chose pick up at best buy so i'm picking up your xbox at best buy on the 10th Mm -hmm. but that this is the same thing it's just they're getting another batch for you to fight for and then either A, go pick up at the store or have them shipped to your house. It's the same thing. Yes, you're right in the sense that the stores are all getting the consoles. That makes me wonder, though, because with some retailers, you pick your store and it won't be available online, but it's available for pickup in-store. If they do it that way, then that that's might up your chances. That'll work. Because then who's going to come out to Bongafide, Bongafide Village out in nowhere yeah. to pick up their console at the Best Buy there? So you got a better chance. So you're just fighting with everybody in Bongafide Village, which still, it's going to suck. But I feel like if, as long as they do it that way, like if my local Target and Walmart can't ship it, like it's shipping is online unavailable only for pickup in store, it's at least better. Because I feel like, now I don't want to be stereotypical, but anytime I go to a midlight launch of anything, I'm there with guys who are digging for sulfur all day in the sweat mines of Beovania. With the COVID stuff we got going on, I'm not going around with the unwashed masses standing right behind Johnny Stinks. So I like this, as long as my local stuff doesn't get shipped across the country. And that's what I'm worried about. As long as they do it right, I like this. I hope that's the case, but I see it just being basically... Well, Best Buy as a whole is getting another 120 consoles. Right. Eight of them would have went here, 10 of them would have went there, whatever, but they're just going to go just like they did before. All right, well, Best Buy's got 180. Throw them back up until the 180 are sold, and then just go, 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 go. I hope it's the way you said, and our Best Buy gets 10, and you have to go through this Best Buy to get those 10. I was looking it up before we got on here, and most of the stuff I saw said that. Like, your local store is going to get some, but you have to buy it online, online through the store, then you can go get it. They just don't want a million freaking idiots bum standing rushing the store, in lines, standing in line, camping rushing. outside, all that jazz, which mm-hmm. 100% makes sense right now in the world we live in. You can't do that anymore. Like you said, as long as they don't ship them from the store, as long as this Best Buy has eight and it's put up there at the 48878 Best Buy, you can only get it as pickup. It's at least better. Like said, it's at least better. I'm still, it's better, but I'm still outraged because they're not going to do it right. They're going to say at midnight on such and such, and it won't be. It'll be like 9.20 p.m. And then, the, oh, we did it. 
And then I'm going to wake up at midnight and I'm going to go, all right, I'm for sure. It's going to be great. Sold out. Oh, they were sold out at 920. You said midnight. Yeah, we lied. Just like we did last time. Oops. All eight over here are gone. Lulz. <laughs> this is a totally different thing because I just saw on Twitter, Walmart put out, hey, on the 10th for the Xbox Series S and X, it's available at this time, 12 p.m. Eastern or whatever it was, some damn time. So hopefully, as long as everybody, as long as each retailer puts their stuff out, <laughs> it's live at that time and that time only for pickup in the store. Don't ship oh right away. Uh, come on, Eric. You got to have a li- not, little bit no, of faith. I'm trying to pump you up, Eric. You can get I know one. it's going to happen. Get one. Gonna, you can I'm get gonna... two. You could buy two and come to my house and be like, guess what, Matt? And you have I two PS5s it, in your hand. You'd be like, give me $500 right now, son, and I'll go yeah. grab a checkbook. <laughs> rickety, mm-hmm. rickety, rack, rack, root. There you go. I, I can see what's going to happen, though, because I got country land internet. I'm going to be like trying to refresh, refresh, and then it's going to keep crashing, and I'm going to start sweating. I'm going to start punching my desk. I'm gonna start... That's why you do it at work, dude. Oh, I'm taking an early yeah. lunch about uh, 9, mm-hmm. 9 a.m. Pacific time, Crystal, whenever that is. That's when whenever you do it. it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Company internet. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm skeptical. I know you're trying to make it seem better. I don't have a lot of faith. I had faith when I could walk into my local Hodunk Myers in the middle of nowhere yeah. and pick one up at midnight or like two in the morning. Right. Because I can do that because, you know, I'm awake all the time. And it would have been easier, I think. And I had people who were going to help me. So it was going to even be even, even easier. Uh-huh. And it's all gone. It was taken away. And now I'm there with every other human fighting. Fighting. I'm with you too because I have many days next week off, and it would have been perfect to just I'll oh, catch a nap, you know, in the mid afternoon, and then I'll just roll out to Walmart at eleven o'clock at night, and oh, I'll just uh, stand over here by the sports uh, sports area. Okay, B B line, get the PS5, get it done. But Boom. yeah, I'll be sitting here on my not quite country boy, but half hearted city boy internet hitting F5. All day long, trying to find it. Trying, trying, trying. What an open text with me going, did you get one? Did you get one? Did you get one? Did you get one? Who got it? Did you get two? Did you get one? Did you, you need me to do two? I'll try and do two. I'll try to do two. Oh, and no, I can't no. get one. Oh, no. No, no. What happened? Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And if you don't know, I'm super crazy and not happy because I've never not had a console launch. Never. This is preposterous. Since the days of N64 and beyond, I've been a day one buyer of the consoles. And this is crazy. I was definitely day one for a few of them, but you know, back when I was a kid, I couldn't get stuff day one. Couldn't even think about it day one. So maybe that's 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 the disconnect for me. Is I I'm always Johnny late to the party, or like with the last one with PS4, waited till Batman came out. Well, I'll get it for that. Boom. I w- I wouldn't be too upset, but my problem is is they've already Cyberpunk and uh, you know, and all these other games have already said, yeah, the game's really just gonna kind of suck for. Dolge and stuff. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, you really think I'm going to play any game now? Any game right. on the PS4 when it's going to be on the PS5? Way smoother, way faster, way better. Yeah. You're out of your mind. So now, if I don't get one, I, I got to sit and just watch these games come out. And of course, you all know Eric, the longer games been out and past, the less likely I am to ever touch it or play it. So all these games I really want to play, I'm going to watch them go, bye-bye, because the next game's going to come. <laughs> But think about it, Eric. 
How many games do you have? Sit, look around you right now. Take a look I around. Don't wanna, I'm not looking. Look at, look I'm at Control. You haven't even beat the, you haven't even played, haven't even bought or downloaded the DLCs for Control. What's Final Fantasy VII Remake doing? How many more chapters you got left of that bad boy? Yeah, hey, you just got Hades not too long ago. How many runs have you even done in that? You golly. When look at all the stuff you can do to hold yourself over. Into the over. Breach, Messenger, Celeste. When'd you beat those? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> Gaming is too hard. It's just too hard. I wish I was a kid. I wish I was a kid again, so I could actually beat all these games that I play. Jesus. (sighs) With that though, that's it. That's it. I just wanted to get it off my chest. We're gonna end the show and we're gonna move on with our day. (laughs) So, what do you think out there, podcast listener land? Are you excited for this online only pickup in store future that we're going to for the PS5 and the Xbox Series S and X, or are you just bitter and mad and? You had a buddy who was going to hold one for you, but now he can't do it because it's designated for online and the pickups and all that stuff. Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com. On the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme. And find us on Facebook, go to thirdshift. Indeed, you can find us over there. Or you can go check out that Patreon. We already mentioned it earlier in the show, but I'm going to say it one more time. We treat it like a little old tip jar. You like what we're doing, like what you hear. Consider heading over there and throwing us a couple bucks. Three bucks will get you all sorts of cool things. Like the show that tells you all about what we've been playing in a lot more depth than just what you've been playing this week or doing this week, my friends. So get over there, throw us the bucks, and we'll all have a good time together. If you can't, we totally understand. You can support us by giving us mailbag questions, uh, feedback of any kind, five-star ratings on the iTunes, thumbs-ups, uh, the little hearts and stars, and, and all the things, the Twitch subscriptions and follows. There's so many ways to make our days brighter. So consider doing it, especially as the holiday season comes up. You know you want to put a smile on people's faces and do your good deeds, or Santa Claus is throwing the coal into your stinking little frickin' little stocking, whatever that little sock is you hang above your fireplace. That's going to happen unless you support Third Shift. And you should definitely check out the Twitch channel because as soon as I get that Xbox in my hot little hands and I download mm. a hot little game to it, I'm going to be like, how does Twitch work on this thing? And I'll be like, I don't know. Let me try and jury rig up a headset or maybe just not have a headset at all. I'll be showing off some hot new next-gen gaming goodness on that new machine on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme. And, of course, you can always help us out for free by just listening to the very next episode. It's going to drop on the 12th of November. I'm not going to want to do it because I'm going to be wanting to stream for I know. It's going to be insane. <laughs> but you can check out that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any of those good services because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do indeed. We appreciate it in those five stars on the iTunes. I've told you before it's super important because, you know, souls are at stake here. It's very, very important. And, of course, think about this, folks. As Matt said, next week, it's going to be Thursday. It's going to be the 12th. Oh, yeah. I am good. If oh, I God. get lucky, if I get lucky with a PS5, I'm going to have to not touch it. Oh, I'm going to have to come down into my little basement, my little den, <sighs> and do a show for all of you whilst this beautifully boxed device sits here doing nothing. No. And it's going to talk to me the whole time. It's going to tell me, Eric, you're stupid. Eric. Here's what we do. I'm saying it on the show, so we got it manifested in reality. If you get one, this whole during this whole week, you got to make sure this audio stuff, then the visual stuff is up. If you get it, instead of doing a show, 
We do a live unboxing with Uncle Eric. It's a little 20, 15, 20 minute thing. You show it off on your hot little camera. And I and I go, oh my God, wow, Eric, so cool. I drool, oh. I drool the pool. And if you don't get it, that's when we'll do a show and you'll be angry and I'll be I'll be itching to play some more Yakuza or Watch Dogs. You'll be angry because you don't have a PS5 and it'll be a really bad show. So either we'll do a bad show. show or live unboxing and that'll be the episode. Perfect. Sounds like a good plan to me. So we'll make it reality, hopefully, Hell yeah. one way or the other next week. <laughs> <laughs> and with and that, then, with that blood agreement that's been sealed by fate on the podcast here, there's nothing else to say but... Shut up and sit down.